Um, before we start the show, I need to say that uh, in show 34, Mark uh, did a bit where he, well, he poked a bit of fun at disabled persons. Now, unfortunately, some people took this a bit too seriously, and we at Mondays were hit with a deluge of hate email and letters, one of which was from an organization known as Equal Rights and Respect for Americans with Disabilities. And, um, well, in order to avoid pending legal action, the Monday's attorneys have directed us to read the following paragraph. Mondays and Pop Productions officially regret the comments made by Mr. Miller in show number 34. We believe that all disabled people are people first and only disabled second, or maybe even third. We want to add that Mr. Miller's comments in no way reflect the opinions or views of Pop Productions, and furthermore, we have informed Mr. Miller about our position on this matter, and we can assure all persons of disabledness... Did they really say disabledness, our attorneys? That they will be treated with respect and the dignity that they deserve. Mark, do you have anything to say? I'm sorry. Oh, no! It's Monday! From Mondays.plop.com, it's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Maciolik here in the studio with Carl, Mark Miller, Richard Campbell, and special guest Robert Scoble announcing show number 36. You guys are pissing me off. I'm out of here. Mondays is produced by Plop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pwop.com And now, the man who'd rather have Robert Scoble on the show than yours truly, Carl Franklin. Yes, that's right. It's Mondays, and we are here. Where the hell are we this week, guys? Bellevue. Bellevue, Washington. Yeah, near the Microsoft campus. And we've been uh, hanging out at the... uh, the uh, MVP Summit all week. Mark Miller is here. I'm actually remote now from Hawaii. <laughs> Better than Idaho. Right. Well, the cool thing about being remote from Hawaii, when stalkers come here to get me, uh, they'll, you know, kind of relax a bit and, you know, maybe think, <laughs> hey, maybe I don't need to kill that Mark Miller guy after all. <laughs> the, I actually had, like, some stalkers come to my door the other day, and they were, like, knocking at it, and they were like, going, Miller, we know you're in there. <laughs> and I'm like, who is it? And they're like, uh... We're the unidentified dumb guys from New Zealand. Oh, no. so I knew they were coming ID for you. They slipped it under the door. I mean, the, the cool thing about being stalked by dumb guys is they're dumb. And you you, 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 you have the an upper ad- hand. An advantage. Yeah, so. How are you doing, Richard? Uh, well, you know, the MVB summit's crazy, and somehow I ended up in this bunker with a bunch of strange people. But, yeah. you know, I kind of like recording from home. Yeah, you know, it's, it's nice. Not as much by hassle. By myself. <laughs> Alone. That's right. And uh, and Robert Scoble is here, Mr. Scoble. How you doing, buddy? Hey, pretty good, man. All right, you 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 were just uh, sort of in the lobby, and I said, "Hey, man, why don't you come down and check out our show?" Yeah, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. It's uh, been a long time. So, how's it going you at Microsoft? Have, like, storms up on the uh, screen, do you? Yeah, no, not this time. No, just Richard's laptop. First, you showed me the internet for the first time, and you had this big old storm coming toward our hotel at the conference yeah i was i was downloading a satellite image from a gopher site and it was in front of like 800 900 people or something like that and i real time on you know pulled a satellite picture down and we were in san fran and it showed a huge huge storm coming and everybody gasped and i I was like hey man they like it this is really cool it's all about the technology look down he didn't know what he was showing that's (laughs) right the next day the power was out oh yeah Everybody's calling the airlines. I'm getting out of here. Oh, yeah. They should have (laughs) because they weren't going to leave if they (laughs) – 
So I've been meaning to ask you, Carl, what's up with your friend Dwayne? I haven't seen him around much. Dwayne, yeah, well, I ditched him at a Star Trek convention he really? made me go to. Yeah, we were in line to get Shatner's autograph, and I realized Dwayne was so in awe of Captain Kirk, he actually stopped talking for at least 30 seconds. It didn't take much longer for me to realize that this might be my only chance for escape, so I quietly backed up, turned around, and walked away, and I never looked back. You don't think there's a chance he'll show up here, do you? Dude, that's why we're doing it here. It's getting too risky doing the shows back in Connecticut. So, Robert, what's that Band-Aid on your forehead for? Oh, I got a small injury. How? Oh, I, when I was uh, climbing up the dock ladder, I hit my uh, head on a metal spike. Oh, is it okay? Oh. Yeah, it'll heal in a few days. What, uh, what dock ladder were you climbing? Uh, I was in Seattle last week. Oh, okay. Well, Mark, how are you doing this week? I'm all right. I'm okay. Cool. Who wants to know? <laughs> Who's asking? You really afraid of these people? Well, let's move on to a new topic. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking killers, man. They're killers, and I've been tracking them all. I got in my database. I know when they're getting out of jail. I know when the time is up for good behavior. I am not answering the door. Do not come knocking. <laughs> well, anyway... Karen's not here this week. Uh, she couldn't make it out to Bellevue, and we really didn't have telephone facilities. You know, we couldn't like bring our telephone equipment with us. Uh, I have a certain amount of luggage I can take, and that's about all I can take. So uh, we'll be back with Karen next week. But anyway, you know, last week we were sitting around the the diner booth back in uh, the studio, and uh, I, I did this bit where I found some very strange and weird headlines. You know, not sort of like Jay Leno's headlines, but. Uh, you know, web li- web headlines. Some of them aren't as blatantly uh, funny, I should say, as Jay Leno's headlines, but we'll see. Anyway, I, I did write a few of them down this morning and uh, got them right here. I'm going to give you the shrinksters to these. The first one is uh, shrinkster.com slash 8E5. This is a news story. Uh, and the headline says, Parliamentarians look to pass gas bills. Oh, man, I love that. Isn't that nice? Hey, uh, Robert, what were you doing swimming in the harbor? Um, I was swimming in from the boat. The next one is that, uh, this is funny, com slash 8E6, MLA caught with finger in fertilizer pie at Moresh. (laughs) Yeah. Fertilizer oh, pie. Caught with what finger in the fertilizer pie. These, Carl? They come to me. I don't know. I just sort of stumble on these. My finger's in some fertilizer. I'll have to talk to you a little little bit later. Where is this? It, it, this is actually... Um, Myanmar. Yeah. Where you normally don't Asian, get a lot of uh, news. Yeah. So, Robert, you got a boat? Yeah, it was a little boat, uh, but it sank. A little boat? Like a dinghy? Yeah, I was rowing it in, and uh, it sank like 100 feet from the dock, so I swam the rest of the way in. Oh, okay. Anyway, the next one is sort of related, shrinkster.com slash 8E7, and the headline is, Cow Pie Bingo Game Makes a Splat at Local Iowa Festival. Makes a splat. (laughs) Yeah. Cow Pie Bingo. (laughs) So the whole idea of cow, you know what the sad thing is? I've heard of this. Yeah, cow they, pie bingo. They lay out a grid in, right, a, in, a, in, field. in a field, and they set a cow loose wandering <laughs> around right. in it oh, that's and crazy. wait for him to poop. <laughs> that is and crazy. And people buy the squares. It's, it's almost as exciting as fishing. I go, <laughs> I go f***ing nuts, man. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Robert, where were you rowing in from? Oh, the sailboat. You were sailing? Yeah, and the sailboat capsized. Whoa, that's amazing. You only got that bump on your head and that's it? Yep. That's it. Amazing. That's truly awesome. Yeah. By the way, I know what he's, one of the terms he's searching for is pie. I figured that out so far. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets by you, man. So the next one is a l- taking a little bit of a turn. Pie uh, found on... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no pie. <laughs> well, pie actually, actually, I can't say it's not related to pie. Uh, the head, it's shrinkster.com 8E4. The headline, Britons continue to eat out. Hmm. Yes. Britons continue to eat out. No wonder they're so happy. Yes. Well, you know, they should eat out more often, I think. Uh, <laughs> next one is... what I think it does? No, no it doesn't. Okay. No. Uh, by the way, Robert, uh, how'd your sailboat capsize? Uh, it was blown up. Blown up? How? 
Well, a guy came by on a really fast boat and lobbed a grenade at me, and um, it blew a, a hole in the hull of my s- sailboat. Oh, wow. That's amazing, man. Do you know who it was? Yeah, I have my ideas. Okay. Uh, Shrinks.com 8E3. You can help shave the beaver. Very nice. <laughs> yep. This is a real exhibit at a museum. Okay. From the cold Canadian north. Yep. Uh, they're talking about the bald beaver, which is a Canadian critter, and he resembles a chilly and hairless cat. He lives in burrows. And anyway, there's a picture of an elderly couple looking at the bald beaver exhibit, and the caption says, "This elderly couple wasn't sure what to expect from the bald beaver exhibit." Just a little personal note to uh, Carl's wife. Uh, yes, it's true. Your husband's searching for beaver pie. <laughs> I, <laughs> anything for a laugh and I can see her rolling her eyes now I gotta know Robert who do you think blew up your sailboat uh, it was Steve Bomber no, no. really he's, yeah he's mad at me why uh, because I quit and went to work for Google well you heard it here folks <laughs> now it's time for get it fired man <laughs> get it fired what the <laughs> and then he doesn't have a job anymore there's no punchline it just ends with I went to work for Google this is so funny this is so funny Carl's written something up it's not funny but just just a nail for Robert oh, yeah. Some I can't believe you read that <laughs> alright oh, all right. we're just having fun I'm kidding fun. I know that was, there was some good humor in there yeah some good stuff early on this next one is just a little bit blatant you know uh com slash 8E1, although it's not what you think. Couple's pussy turns pink. Jesus Christ. And this is about the story is a couple of cat lovers were staggered to find their snow white pussy returned from a night on the tiles uh, at a startling shade of Barbie pink. So their cat went out white, came back pink. And of course in Britain... Pussy is a perfectly legitimate word for cat. <laughs> oh. And that's uh, the online sun. I hate it when that happens. All right, so let's uh, start this show off right with a little story we call The Week in Geek. Story number one. Kodak ships computer-free wireless camera at slash 8DZ. From Associated Press. After a summer-long delay, Eastman Kodak has begun shipping the first digital camera with Wi-Fi technology to email photos directly to friends and family without a computer. Users of the new EasyShare One, priced at $599, can send photos directly through a Wi-Fi transmitter at home or work, or pay $499 a month to connect the camera with any of T-Mobile USA's 6,000 hotspots at stores, airports, hotels, and other establishments. Uh, Like uh, Starbucks. Yeah. You know, at first I thought this was a very cool feature that might convince me to pick one up. And then I read a quote at the very bottom of this article, again, at shrinkster.com 8DZ. Uh, It's from photography analyst Ed Lee of Infotrends, a research firm in Weymouth, Mass. He says, and I quote, it's the next step forward in cameras. No more worrying about plugging in the cable, end quote. Oh, man. And as everyone knows... Plugging in the cable is the number one technical barrier for consumers when it comes to effectively using their digital cameras. (laughs) I mean, forget about the fact that if you breathe while snapping a photo, your friends will think you're at a midnight showing of Pink Floyd's The Wall during a drool-happy heroin overdose. Oh, yeah, man. That was was pretty cool. (laughs) Never mind the problems associated with navigating the menus with more branches than John Smith's genealogy map using a screen the size of a friggin' postage stamp. You mean for only 200 bucks more than a Sony Cybershot, I don't have to worry about accidentally choking myself with the USB cable? It's a fucking deal. <laughs> All right, story number two. Reports are coming in of flaws in the iPod Nano. Yep. Cracked screens are the result of constant dipping in the nano sauce, which comes in sweet and sour and barbecue flavors at most drive through fast food restaurants. Plus, it's all from all the idiots who put them in their back pockets and sit down. They're like, yeah. oh, damn, the screen spontaneously cracked. Just like that. 250 bucks gone. Yeah. All right. Next one. BitTorrent lands $8.75 million in funding. What? 
Absolutely. The creator of the popular online file swapping software, BitTorrent, has lined up $8.75 million in financing from a venture capital firm in a bid to build his software into a commercial distribution tool for media companies. Bram Cohen created BitTorrent in 2001 as a hobby after the dot-com crash left him unemployed. Since then, as you know, it's become a favorite tool for computer users to swap large files, particularly movies and other video, because it grabs bits from various computer users simultaneously as they send and receive a file. And this speeds up transfers. Cohen said the financing from Menlo Park, California-based Dahl Capital Management demonstrates the capital firm's belief that, quote, BitTorrent will become the ideal platform for both independent publishers and the world's leading media companies alike. Uh, More than 45 million people use the BitTorrent software, according to Cohen, and BitTorrent traffic makes up the largest percentage of bandwidth used on the Internet. Wow. Yeah. Now, if we could just figure out a way to serialize and deserialize human beings, we'd no longer need airplanes. (laughs) Isn't that pretty cool, Robert? Absolutely. You know? That's what we've been saying all along. No, they're never going to make any money. All they're going to do is pirate and send it over BT. Yeah. I give my uh, airplane seat to Bram. (laughs) Did you really? Yeah. Did you really? That's cool. Yeah, you know, it's we've been we've been pushing BitTorrent here for a long time. I guess the was, you know the was key, that out of respect? Was that you yeah. just saw me? You said, "Dude, you got to have my no, seat he, made." He was with his family, and they were split up. So, dude, yeah. So it's not like cool. you gave up your seat on the airplane. You no, just sat no, in a different I, seat. I moved to the back. Of the for plane. a minute, there, I thought you were a humanitarian. <laughs> I moved to the back of the plane for Bram. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. There dude. you go. Yeah. So you're actually entitled to some of this eight point seven five million. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a point there. Hey, Bram. <laughs> yeah, I'll be calling. <laughs> All right, next story. The Rolling Stones are releasing their latest album on a new encrypted flash memory card. The album entitled Live from the Bedfordshire Arms Nursing Home will be made <laughs> using other recent innovations in music technology, what the? such as a drum kit that can be played from a wheelchair, a combination... <laughs> Don't start talking about hawking, man. A combination... Agitated. A combination microphone stand and walker... <laughs> And electric guitars that squirt ensure brand nutrient drink at the audience from a tube attached to the back of the guitar neck. I actually have that one. <laughs> That's a neat little thing. All right, next story. Disney is getting into the MP3 player business. The Walt Disney Company on Thursday said it would start selling $49.99 portable music MP3 players for kids, joining the digital music industry dominated by Apple Computer. Disney Mix Sticks, about the size of a pack of gum, hold about 60 songs on an internal 128-megabyte storage card and can hold an additional 1-gig memory card. They also can play songs sold on small memory cards. Oh, and uh, this just in from Microsoft. You just wait till we ship Longhorn. Just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. Windows Vista, baby. Just you wait. Yeah. <laughs> just you wait. Because yeah. it's going to be cool. Like, I don't know why you keep correcting us, man. You're fired, man. You're so <laughs> hey. fired. He's anything you want. You know, I don't You're know. You're done, man. It's over. All right. Finally, Nissan's new concept car swings both ways. Oh. From Reuters, Japan's second biggest automaker has developed a concept car featuring an egg-shaped cabin atop a wheeled platform that can swivel around 360 degrees, doing away with the need to reverse when emerging from narrow spaces. Hmm. Quote, with this feature, parking in tight spots is a cinch, chief designer Masato Inui, and I have no idea how to say that, told reporters at a sneak preview of the bubble-shaped three-seater electric car this week. The car, named Pivo, I swear to God, Pivo, after the word pivot, <laughs> you know, it's like everybody's got to be hip. I thought we had re- bad product namers. <laughs> Can you, like, hit the rewind button and go backwards on that thing? The yeah. car, named Pivo, after the word pivot, operates on an experimental system called drive-by-wire, which eliminates the mechanical linkages between cabin and chassis to enable steering, braking, and shifting through electronic signals. Cool. In a related story, John Nesbitt, futurist and author of the 1988 blockbuster book Megatrends, said in a CNN interview Thursday that he foresees a future America where young people don't know how to parallel park or plug in cables. (laughs) (laughs) And that is all for the Week in Geek. Yeah! I'm I want one of better. those. I want one of those Pivo cars, man. Pivo. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit the eject button, but I'll still be able to steer because it's all like fly by wire. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Look at the car go.
I just like saying the word Pivo. Pivo. <laughs> Pivo. Uh, Honey, I gotta go Pivo. <laughs> <laughs> You need to go to the bathroom? No, I'm good for a drive, honey. <laughs> so, Mark, you got some people in the news dumber than me this week? You bet I... What? What does that smell? Do you guys smell... Do you guys smell Hi, I'm Dwayne. I'm looking for my friends doing a podcast. My friend is Carl Franklin. Do you like Pokemon? I like Pokemon. Oh, shit, it's Dwayne. What do we do? Under the desk. Oh. Guys, what are you doing? This is silly. Scope, I'm not going under the Dude. desk. Scope, get down, bitch. Hey, hello. Hey, you must be with the Monday show. I'm looking for my best friend, Carl Franklin. Uh, hi, I'm Dwayne. Carl is my friend. Hey, what's your name? Um, Robert Scoble. Hi, Robert. I'm Dwayne. Uh, right, I caught that. Do you like Star Trek? I like Star Trek. I think 709 is so hot. Uh, yeah, she's pretty, pretty hot. Oh boy, I'll say. Hey, you think a guy like me has got a chance with a board, a Borg like her? What's that food item in your hand there? Might be a little old. Oh, this? That's my burrito. Do you want to touch it? Um, no. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, why are you wearing that helmet? Protection. Oh, you're a biker? No. Hey, you like Pokemon? I like Pokemon. I like Pikachu. He's my favorite. Uh, hey, do you know that Carl Franklin is my best friend? We do everything together. I think we're going to be roommates. Uh, hey, do you like stamps? I collect stamps. I have a stamp with a plane on it, but it's right side up. I'm really looking for the one that was the upside down plane, but no one ever sends me any letters, so it's hard to find. Hmm. Hey, no. is this the Monday show? Carl Franklin is my friend. Hey, where's Carl? I uh, think he's down. Downstairs? Huh? Okay, I'll go find him. Oh, man. That was close. It was close. He's coming back. Oh, oh Jesus. Get down. Let's go. We'll get down. Hey, Robert, if you see Carl, can you tell him Dwayne is here? Uh, I will. Carl's my friend. Hey, do you like moth? I collect moth. Uh, no. No? Okay. I'm going to go find Carl now. Carl, it's me, Dwayne, your friend. Oh, man. Ooh. That was close. That was, that was too close. Thanks, Robert, for covering oh. for us, man. Yeah, no problem. Oh. Turn the air conditioning on. Yeah, man. really. It's, it's a little fresh in this room. Oh, it's a little stinky. Stinky. Yeah. We got to keep it down a little bit. Yeah, we got to keep sure it down. Things we're not. All here. right, so uh, it's time for people dumber than me. This is where Mark Miller finds the people making the news that are doing really dumb things. They're dumber than him. And he figures if they're dumber than him, they're probably dumber than you too. So uh, they make you feel a little bit better about yourself. It's called public service. That's right. That's What's up, what Mark? What's all about? Well, I've got three stories for you today, Carl. The first one, as smart as me, the lawnmower man. <laughs> now, kids, let me start this story by saying three things. One, this story is true. Two, not all details have been released by the police. And three, any similarities between the characters in this story and yours truly, I assure you, is purely a coincidence. <laughs> Here we go. It all started when a man identified only by his last name, Miller, was paid a visit <laughs> by local authorities from the Omaha Parks and Recreation Department. Apparently, Mr. Miller's neighbors had complained about his overgrown and unsightly lawn. And let me tell you something, Carl. Mr. Miller's front yard was quite wide, and it angled toward the street, so everyone driving by couldn't help but look at the eyesore. Now, Carl, <laughs> in case you're wondering, Mr. Miller's city has statutes that requires lawns to be cut, quote, close to the ground, unquote. Mm -hmm. Tickets are issued for weed growth exceeding 18 inches. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. They, they'll let you do like 17-inch weeds, and then you're fine with that, right? No problem. That's good. Okay. I like that. That's a nice laugh. <laughs> uh, clearly within the bounds of their authority, park officials ordered Mr. Miller to mow his front yard, <laughs> and then they left. <laughs> As park officials drove off, Mr. Miller started up the trusty old lawnmower and proceeded to carve out a giant two-word expletive on his front lawn. 
Hey, kids, any guesses on what that two-word expletive might have been? <laughs> now, while he could have gone with suck this, bite me, or the somewhat obscure rump stain, <laughs> I'm betting that Mr. Miller went with the ever-classic you <laughs> in all capital letters and I bet he used an aerial black font with that extra bold setting turned on <laughs> but, but did he trim it to 17 inches <laughs> I don't know man not all details have been released okay <laughs> So according to a park official, Mr. Miller had, quote, mowed an easily read obscenity with letters that were about a meter tall. The, enti <laughs> the entire phrase spanned more than 10 meters across the front of Mr. Miller's lawn. <laughs> of course, Mr. Miller's uptight neighbors quickly discovered that they had very little legal recourse. You see, Carl, Mr. Miller's actions are protected under the First Amendment. <laughs> That's the amendment that says it's okay for Americans to carry boomsticks and muskets. And if I'm not mistaken, this amendment also contains the preamble to the Hot Chicks Public Nudity Clause. <laughs> you know, Mark, I've heard you say that word before, and I don't think nudity is a real word. And I also don't think there's anything in the Constitution about hot chicks. F*** you, Carl. <laughs> what? you i'm pretty sure the message said you <laughs> anyway the park official went on to say it's not neighborly it's in bad taste it's an affront to people with children but it's not a crime <laughs> and added quote it's his editorial reply to the city and his neighbors that he's mad about his lawn and it's protected speech <laughs> the park official also had advice for Mr. Miller's neighbors. It's best to ignore him. You know, I hear that a lot myself. You know, when I'm he added that he had already cautioned the neighbors who entertained thoughts of mowing the rest of Miller's lawn to remove any trace of obscenity. They could be the ones in trouble for trespassing. <laughs> yeah, baby, sweet. Take that, you pretentious uptight hicks next door. Finally, a victory scored for the regular guy. And I bet his neighbors are up to the same old crap that my neighbors are. What with all the free one-way bus tickets mysteriously dropped on my doorstep in the morning. The coupons, the coupons for moving van services and all those for sale signs they keep planting on my lawn at night. I think they're trying to tell me something, but I'm just not sure what it is. And I don't even want to talk about the legal hassle. What with all the court orders? Court orders? Yeah, well, my lame neighbor Gladys, she's trying to get me registered as a sex offender. <laughs> she's always blabbing everyone that I'm some kind of peeping Tom. But that's nothing compared to the wave of legal shit brought on by my asshole neighbor Bob. He's a retired lawyer with way too much spare time on his hands. I mean, first of all, it's painfully obvious that Bob is totally jealous of my 20 by 20 remote controlled satellite dish array that I have, that I have mounted all over the roof and spread across the lawn. <laughs> he claims that having 400 satellite dishes is excessive. <laughs> and, quote, lowers the property value of the entire neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, what total bullshit. I mean, do you hear me, Bob? Do you hear me? You better watch out, because I think your stupid pink flamingos are about to become a butt sore, if you know what I mean, Bob. <laughs> What's the array for? Better reception? Early warning. <laughs> Early warning for what? For the first wave of their attack, Carl. <laughs> are you even paying attention to the news? Do you realize we are sitting on the precipice of a full-scale alien invasion? It's time God, to man. wake up and smell the tip of the butt probe, Carl. <laughs> because with our kids overseas, it looks like I'm the only thing standing between freedom and a newly opened alien taco hut featured deep-fried cinnamon-dipped Carl on a stick. <laughs> so pay attention. Uh, <laughs> Do you mind, Carl? Do you think you could try not to distract me during my segment? I'm trying to keep this professional. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's probably watching more news, I think. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, Mr. Miller, 
You lawn growing, obscenity mowing, blow striking hero for the little guy. Hey, nice name, dude. No, oh, yeah, you sir are smarter than me. Yes, you are. All right. Oh my god. Story number two. I need a cigarette. Story number two: the case of the yummy chicken wings. Beverly Ann Campbell, another three name. That means she's going to be a stalker. Three yep. names or more, she's a stalker. <laughs> Beverly Ann Campbell's a 61-year-old woman from Georgia, never considered herself one to follow in the ways of others. And so last week, it was no surprise that after leaving a local community center party, Mrs. Campbell found herself driving the wrong direction down a one-way street Oops. while Ooh. enjoying a plateful of barbecued chicken wings and soda. Ah, <laughs> ah refreshing. <laughs> Unfortunately for Mrs. Campbell, she wasn't the only one to notice the unusual leadership role she was taking down the south side of Maine. (laughs) The police were also on hand and promptly pulled over Mrs. Campbell for a little (laughs) chit-chat. Now, being pulled over by the cops was an unexpected frictional force that was clearly impeding progress. And so Mrs. Campbell, the natural leader that she was, hopped out of the car, firmly clutching her plate of wings, while simultaneously pinning the two-liter bottle of soda under her other arm, and reportedly engaged the large officers in a heated exchange that was not without the occasional expletive or two. (laughs) An uneasy crowd from the nearby party, also munching down on their own individual servings of those delicious barbecued wings, gathered around the kinetic confrontation that seemed to be gathering energy at a logarithmic rate. (laughs) After all, that makes sense. You're out at a picnic, there's no TV. Hey, let's go watch that episode of Cops with a Freaky Lady. (laughs) Live. <laughs> the officers, unimpressed with Mrs. Campbell's advanced placement language skills, <laughs> proceeded to write the highly enraged wing muncher a ticket. <laughs> Mrs. Campbell realized that her bad words, even though they traveled at sonic speeds and arrived at a screeching 120 decibels, all those bleepity bleeps failed to carry the persuasive punch she intended. And so it was that Mrs. Campbell switched to a different strategy. One clearly born out of desperation and reanimation. Reanimation? That's right, kids. Mrs. Eraserhead was trying to get the <laughs> was trying to get those dismembered birdies to take flight once again. <laughs> and she feverishly threw those delicious chicken wings at the officers. Ah, <laughs> uh, but the chicken wings had little mass. And while surface area and wind resistance were both low, these babies had a velocity that was sub-light speed. And so they simply bounced off the face and neck, staining the officers with some of that tasty homemade sauce. Yummy. Yummy. (laughs) Further compounding matters was the fact that Mrs. Campbell was quickly running out of wings. And by her calculation, she needed at least a few more to be able to take down these bodybuilding cops once and for all. In a last-ditch attempt at freedom, Mrs. Campbell reportedly threw the two-liter bottle soda at the cops and then tried to incite the so far highly entertained crowd <laughs> to assist in the assault. <laughs> oh boy, Carl, I can just see it now. Mrs. Campbell's chucking wings like an epileptic tennis ball launcher having a seizure. <laughs> but she's running low on those wings. I mean, only one left. But the thick smell of barbecue soft is still wafting in the air. So she knows her backup artillery is close by. So she chucks the soda at the cops and then tightly grabs the last wing in her hand, raising her 61-year-old arm over her 61-year-old head. (laughs) Mrs. Campbell, no doubt, asked that fateful question that has been asked again and again by great leaders throughout history. Are you with me? (laughs) To which the energetic crowd responded by quickly raising their chicken wings high up into their wide open mouths (laughs) and eating them in yummy silence. Boy, Carlos' wings must have been good. (laughs) Mrs. Campbell's ass was promptly arrested and charged with misdemeanor battery and felony assault on a police officer and a misdemeanor charge of inciting a riot. That's, that's a great. That's a great thing about this country, man. Inciting a riot—that's a misdemeanor, man. It's not a felony. That's, that's great. Well, it's unsuccessful inciting of a riot. Oh, uh, okay. Successful—that might be felony. Now, didn't they bother right. you for writing? You, I mean, that other guy for writing you on his lawn. <laughs> yeah, man, I'd be arguing freedom of speech. Yeah, right. I, I'm on Mrs. Campbell's side. You, you stalking old lady. So don't get me. I'm on your side. Okay. <laughs> So, Mrs. Campbell, you wrong way driving, barbecue loving, cop hating, chicken wing chucker. <laughs> you, ma'am, are dumber than me. Yes, yes. Uh, 
And finally, story number three, the three gentlemen from Vienna. Hmm. The three unidentified thieves in Vienna had spent most of the previous night raiding a local business. Their hard work was rewarded with a 15-kilogram safe, which they were able to extract from the premises. And there was a little doubt that the elusive cash, which these dummies so desperately wanted, was held deep within the belly of this safe. The problem, of course, was how to move the cash, which was held securely inside the tightly sealed safe, to the outside, where they could <laughs> throw it into the air and dance their happy little dance of thievery. <laughs> because, as you know, kids, thieves in Vienna are a merry lot and, and are nearly as likely to break out in song as they would be to eat a sausage or say, push a long boat with a stick along their cute little canals. Uh, that would be Venice, Mark, not Vienna. Carl, do I look stupid to you? <laughs> I am very well aware of the fact that the good people of Venice, on occasion, are prone to eating a sausage or two. <laughs> but our story takes place in Vienna, not Venice. So let's try to stay focused, okay? <laughs> now, these three amigos were criminals. And the number one rule of thievery is don't get caught. <laughs> that means keeping a low profile. They needed a quiet way to open the safe one that would not attract unwanted attention. The three members of the Vienna brain-sharing plan dis <laughs> discussed their options, and while melting the safe using a complex array of mirrors arranged in a three-dimensional parabolic configuration, all aimed at a central focal point, seemed like a pretty good idea at the time. The three soon discovered that giant mirrors were not so easy to come by in downtown Vienna. Not only are they hard to find, but it turns out that giant mirrors also happen to be expensive, and no one was willing to extend these three idiots a line of credit when the only thing they could offer for collateral was the unopened safe sitting in the back of their truck. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is interesting. Mirror shortage in Vienna. Hey, Carl, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Vienna one of those European places? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's one of those creepy places they have in those scary movies. No doubt full of angry peasants running around with torches and pitchforks. The ones that storm castles on Fridays. And let's not forget all those famous little hunchback towns. Oh, no. You know, the ones where they, all the inhabitants are named either Quasimodo or Esmeralda or, or Humpy Humpernickel. And you know they can't be happy living in those all-hump communities. I mean, think about it. They're all driving... Volkswagen Beetles because the Pivo hasn't come out yet and it's the only car they can fit in. Not to mention the fact that parking lots in these hunchback towns are all composed entirely out of handicapped spaces. I mean, good luck trying to find a spot, buddy. And if that's not humiliating enough, imagine having to park at the very back of the lot in your designated handicapped spot and then feeling the shame as you hunch your way up to the grocery store, feeling disapproving eyes of your fellow hunchback community members oh, as they no. follow your every hunchy step. Great. And you know these angry half-weebles are, <laughs> are living in denial. I mean, think about it, Carl. <laughs> Take one look in that mirror and you'd be like, my God, what is that thing on my back? <laughs> it kind of looks like Prince Charles, only permanently attached. <laughs> and now I know what you're thinking. I shouldn't be making fun of these posture-challenged Camilla sympathizers. <laughs> and truth be told, these human wannabes, I mean, oh, they're... they're they really are leading miracle lives compared to the less fortunate who are afflicted with hunch ass disease of which my neighbor Gladys who I can see right now through my window is clearly a card carrying member for the love of God Gladys will you cover that thing up and stop it with your sexy poses already. <laughs> She's laying out in her lawn chair. She keeps lifting her hunch butt up in the air so I can see it over the fence. Oh. Nobody wants to see that thing, Gladys. <laughs> I feel like I'm in some kind of twisted Japanese monster movie porn. It's like, it's like Godzilla attacks or something. <laughs> Except that's not a guy in a rubber suit that's stuck to your ass, Gladys. <laughs> 
Jesus, I'm crow. You're burning my ass out over here. <laughs> hey, Mark, do you think the mirror shortage in Vienna could be related to uh, vampires or something? Don't be fucking stupid, Carl. <laughs> Don't be fucking stupid. And so with a shortage of giant mirrors standing between them and a melted safe, the Vienna sausage brain boys... <laughs> Decided to go with their ingenious and meticulously crafted plan B, which called for step one, gingerly placing the safe on a railroad track, followed by step two, oh, no. patiently waiting for a speeding locomotive to rush by and smack into the safe, which would lead to step three, collecting the neatly stacked money from the side of the road. Yeah, sure. Yeah, baby, brilliant. This is so cool, Carl. It's just like one of those Roadrunner and Coyote cartoons. <laughs> It wasn't long before the three heard the oncoming sounds of a high-speed train, followed shortly by a boom. <laughs> According to a police spokesman, the force of the collision remarkably did, in fact, open the safe. Wow. Unfortunately for the bad guys, at the point of the high-speed impact, nearly 5,000 euros were thrown out into the onrushing air, scattering it far and wide across the countryside. <laughs> According to officials, the locomotive was very badly damaged and had nearly derailed. Of course, with all the unfolding chaos ensuing around them, the safe-stealing trio, the three of which had a combined IQ roughly equivalent to uncooked meat, <laughs> had no choice but to resort to Plan C, which was run away screaming like little girls. <laughs> So, to the three unidentified thieves from Vienna, you sausage-eating, gondola-pushing, funny-hat-wearing safe crackers, you didn't see that explosive safe thing coming, did you? No? Really, no? Well, then, you sirs are dumber than me. Yes, you are. <laughs> Oh, my God. And on that note, Richard, I think it's time for Richard Toy Boy. Richard Camel, of course, finding all the weird, the wonderful, the wild, the wacky toys out on the World Wide Web. Mr. Campbell. Richard. <laughs> for some reason, this week's show just seems to have a toilet theme, and I don't know why that is. I don't either, man. And let me take you to the first toy. Shrinkster.com slash eight. Echo Alpha. Eight. E-A, and something I think any budding author would want, which is rejection letter toilet paper. <laughs> From the fine folks at Lulu.com. No, I'm not making this up. Look, add to cart. If you've gone to the link, you can see it. Add to cart. Bucks. For 90 bucks, what you do is you take all your old rejection letters, whatever they may be, whether you're applying for a job, trying to publish a book, you know, your screenplay, I don't care. Take your rejection letters, send them to Lulu.com with 90 bucks. They send it back to you printed on toilet paper. That's awesome. Tell me this is not a beautiful product. It's cool. It even says on the page that it's hearty facial quality paper, but it's made for your ass. <laughs> yeah. Not <clears throat> tough enough for your ass, but good, fine It's good enough for your face, paper. but wipe Taking it on your Taking a dump, you grab some toilet paper, you're reading. Oh, yeah, I remember this one. I remember this yeah. guy. That's a three-wiper. Yeah. Sticking with my toilet paper theme, I was quite in awe to find shrinkster.com slash 8EB, that's 8 Echo Bravo, and the interesting Renova black toilet paper. Black toilet paper. Black toilet paper. Available for order now. Fashionable, sensual, sophisticated, fun, and unique. But how do you tell when you're done? (laughs) (laughs) How do you know? Is there some kind of limits testing that comes with this thing? Oh, yuck. It's an interesting thought, you know? Toilet paper gets getting lighter as you use it. Yeah. And to round out my toilet paper theme, shrinkster.com slash 8EC. That's 8 Echo Charlie and this lovely Toilet Buddies. (laughs) So what this is... Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, jeez. They call it themselves, Jakita. Toilet Buddies, the Toilet Bowl Attachments. Hey, Robert, isn't that your son? (laughs) (laughs) This is is like so funny. It's like, hey, kid, go pee in the cow over there. There you go. So you're able to decorate your toilet as animals. And they have four to choose from. Gatago Giraffe, Kaka Cow, 
Puddles Puppy and Pooh Pee Bunny. Nice. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So it's Puddles it. Puppy. There you go. <laughs> little stick on feet, little stick on bell for the cow, little well, you know. horn sticking up out of the back. And then, of course, on the back is the cow just looking at you. And in the seat, the cow smiling when you've got it open. That's great. So what are you doing? I'm making I, a dump in the cow, Dad. I just can't remember back that far to tell you whether this would be great or not. I can't. Uh, I have no comment. Well, it does have a cowbell. Ah, and pretty cool, Richard. A little tie to the whole cow thing. One of my favorite words, and I know it's one of yours. The word haptic. Haptic. You gotta love haptic. Take a look at shrinkster.com/slash eight echo echo. That's eight e e and. From NewScientist.com, a company manufacturing haptic clothing. So here's the idea. Get okay. this. Remind about us this. about what haptic means. Haptic means tactile. tactile. In other words, to touch. devices that touch you back. Now, you may recall, well, there was the haptic cow, which was right. you know, the back half of a cow electronically right. wired up so that you could feel ovaries. Right. I, I always thought haptic meant having sex with a cow in front of your girlfriend because of that picture that had the guy standing behind that <laughs> haptic oh, cow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Then there was the haptic touchscreen. Remember the haptic touchscreen? Right, the haptic touchscreen. We wanted touch to do screen. it so that for the casino, so that when you put your hand up on the touchscreen and mo- rolled it over a button, you could feel the button, the right. button pushed back. Right. And we immediately thought about all the other kinds of websites you might want to yeah. make with that. <laughs> That's right, I remember. Well, now we've got haptic clothing. Developed in the Netherlands by Applied Scientific Research, the idea is it's for athletes. So you put on this garment, this big one-piece garment, and it buzzes on various points of your body when you're not moving correctly. So one of the applications was competitive rowing. And it's very specific form for competitive rowing. So if you're not reaching out far enough or pulling hard enough, your clothing attacks you. <laughs> to let you know you're doing it wrong. Huh. Same thing for like performance skating. So Speed I imagine skaters. it's programmable, right? Well, yeah. In a sense. It'd have to be. It's got to be one standardized suit, and then all these different movements you might want to do in it. Right. You know, this is so cool. So, like, if you're at a bar trying to pick up a girl, she could like push a few buttons, and you'd be like in total pain, <laughs> indicating you're maybe not doing the right thing. Yeah. Or like if you're on stage acting, and people in the audience could hit buttons. <laughs> you'd hate to pick up a virus or a trojan or something that would give somebody else control of your haptic suit. Yeah, that would suck. That would suck. There you go. Haptic clothing. <clears throat> All right, moving right along. Under the category of shit I wish I thought of, shrinkster.com slash eight echo golf. That's E-G. Prepare to be offended. The website. Oh, yes. I saw that. The million dollar homepage. A million pixels, a buck a pixel. And the only thing that's really offending me is the guy has sold 223,400 pixels. That's amazing. Well, he's only a... Order of the way there, but I'm sure he's not too upset as his results so far. So what this is is a page covered in a grid of a hundred, a uh, thousand by a thousand pixels. That's a million pixels, and you can buy them for a buck a piece to put your link on it. Mm. <clears throat> and of course, he says, "Own a piece of internet history." And these are all links. Like some are buttons. They and are. They're Everyone just... on link. Notice Golden Palace there. Those are the guys who bought that. Cheese sandwich that had uh, oh that's right yeah, same yeah. guys they obviously bought the largest graphic there they're yeah, one of them yeah crazy casino scams right underneath it very nice hmm. all right moving right along this one I'll give you another flashback Carl do you remember way back before Mondays remember the Miguel Diacaza DNR yeah and I did a couple of Linux that's toys. Right. Remember I did a Linux toy where I said, this is why the French should not build technology? Yes, I do. That's right. The $1,000 kitchen lamp. That's right. The box of blinky lights. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's back. Shrinkster.com slash 8. E is an echo. D is in delta. 8ED. Take you to the digital rabbit. Oh, it's the same thing. Nabazag. It's French, too. I can't believe it's French. Once again. Are his genitals uh, (laughs) covered out? So what this is is sort of a ghost-shaped bunny with a couple of ears that move and lights inside that make him glow. That's right. It's a blinky light bunny that has a Wi-Fi connection built in. 
So what is this the same idea that totally the same concept? It connects to the internet. It'll change colors depending on email it receives, the current weather, stocks. You just tell you it what it. color you want it to do, what you want it to do when it gets what. Or but whatever. wait, there's more. <laughs> it will articulate its ears as well. So if you get email from your girlfriend, the ears can stand straight up. Ah, uh, isn't that nice? I'll give you the only redeeming feature to this product. Only 95 euros compared to the thousand dollars of the last one. The box of blinky lights for the a grand. box of blinky lights. You now have the bunny shape. Supply and demand. That's lights. what it's all about. There you go. It's a newborn bunny and it's 23 centimeters tall and pulsates with hundreds of colors. That's fed up. There you go. Why the French should not build are, technology. Are those hundreds of colors all shades of the same hue, like all red? <laughs> 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 Could you tell? <laughs> Just different brightness levels. Right. And just in case you think the French have a monopoly on really stupid toys, heading on over to shrinkster.com slash 8EH, 8 Echo Hotel, and the doggy air ionizer. Oh, come on. Uh, you think I make this stuff up? Unbelievable. For twenty four ninety nine from Doctors Fosters <laughs> and Smith for your dog, the Doggles wearable ionizer. Because we all know that many dogs die of early non-ionized breathing difficulty. Oh, absolutely. Respiratory illness. This is about quality of air for your dog. Yeah. Also helps eliminate foul odors. The which thing really eats means shit from the wrong end. The it? thing eats its own dump, but it, you know you can breathe quality air now. Right? There you go. I need this for my dog then. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I feel good about that. I can take a look at a bad French toy and move immediately to a bad American toy. You're good, man. That's a that's you're professional. Good. This yeah. is what I'm talking about. Continuing on this theme of bad toys, take a look at shrinkster.com slash 8, E as in Echo, F as in Foxtrot, and the remote control, Tarantula. Oh, nice. Oh, there yes. There you go. From the guys at Takara. Oh, yes. It looks like a tarantula. It's shaped like a tarantula. All eight eggs are articulated, and it walks and jumps by remote control. This I have to have. Look at the remote control. It's sweet, man. Isn't that, that beautiful? Nice. nice design. There you go. The remote it is control nice tarantula. But it, does it work, though? Can we see this thing in motion? Because this is actually a hard thing to make happen. It's, yeah, not a simple device. No, it has to walk. Any robot It has that to be able to walk. And it's an eight-legged walker. That's the thing. It walks like the spider. I want to see and I had a tarantula once. Did I ever tell you that story? No, no. See, actually, what it was, my roommate had a terrible fear of spiders. <clears throat> Yeah. So he decided he was going to get over his fear by buying himself a tarantula. So ah, that about, makes sense. This sounds delicious. Man. About I four like hours later, <laughs> I had a pet tarantula. Ah, okay. And I actually, you know, I'm pretty comfortable just about any animal. I've told you that. It wasn't a dangerous... Was it... Yeah, it, because was a, I, it was I, a Mexican red-banded tarantula. And then, and over some the of them aren't of dangerous, time, right? Well, yeah. They, I did get bitten by her, and, mm -hmm. uh, and it's like a bee sting. It swells yeah. up and all that. Yeah. But the far more obnoxious thing that a tarantula can do is throw its tail hairs. If you frighten them, the, uh, the 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 back part stands up, and actually those hairs will come off, and it's like fiberglass. It's incredibly itchy. Really? Way more obnoxious than the bite. Wow. That was the hard part. The best part about having that spider was that about once every year, she'd molt. And the way she molted was the mm. little panel in the thorax, which is in the middle, would pop open, and over the course of the day, she'd pull herself out of her skin. So remember, wow. totally exoskeleton, right? The only way to grow is to shed the skin. So she'd shed it all at once in one complete piece. So wow. at the end of the day, you had this perfect copy of the spider. That is which so Which for about cool. three hours was flexible. So that I put sweet. her in, you know, action jumping poses and put it over top of my friend's bed. <laughs> That's cool. Because after all, he started this, you know. So That's I, great. You know, the two years that I had her, he, I got a good scream out of him both times she molted. So this all has to do with your, your loathing of animals. This you know. is my... Yeah, you know, remember I told you about I've the lived hamsters with every imaginable animal yeah. you can think of, and they've all been pushed on you by roommates. Never and my thing. idea. Yeah. Never wanted another yeah. animal again. I would tell you the outcome of the spider. One day she disappeared. She got out of the cage. Don't know where she went to. Dawn actually wouldn't come into the house for about a week, huh. and we never did really know what happened except the Siamese cat. But every so often would pull up a corner of one of the throw rugs and pull out bits of leg and jump on them. So my guess is that the cat was taking a look at the spider one day. The spider bit him, and so he pulled him out of the cage and tore him to pieces. Yeah. Which is, you know, the sort of thing the Siamese cat would do. Sure. They're vengeful that way. Yeah. <laughs> but that's got nothing to do with our ongoing story. Take Great a look story, at shrinkster.com. i got a slash, tear to my eye, man. Uh, <laughs> spider. That's a beautiful thing. You know, the interesting thing is there's only one medicine you can get for spiders, for tarantulas. 
it's a coagulant. Because they have the venom in their system to basically dissolve the insides of bugs, mm -hmm. if they get an injury and start to bleed, it won't keep bleeding. They'll bleed out to death. Huh. So the only medicine I could buy for my tarantula was to stop bleeding, hmm. which I, I used one. I actually applied med, you know, first aid to a tarantula. And it still bit you. Oh, yeah, she bit me. No question. But my hmm. fault. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash 8EJ Echo Juliet, another remote control device, the remote control padlock. There Interesting. You go. For 18 bucks, you don't actually have to use the key to open your padlock. It's got an infrared remote. Yeah. I'm just thinking how much fun this would be at the gym, right? With about 30 of them lined up. Oh, that was the other thing John Naisbitt said about the future of America is that they won't be, kids won't be able to uh, plug in anything. They won't be able to parallel park and they won't be able to open locks with keys. That's right. Yes. Use the remote control and here it is. You're looking at the downfall of society right That's here. Right. But they will be, they will know how to push buttons. Yes. Yes. For their infrared remote control padlock. Yes. And look, it's in stock. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, I know Richard. I feel good about that. <laughs> I got two more toys for you, both from the Japanese side, because you didn't think I'd neglect the Japanese side. Of course not. We've done some friends. Monday show just without to Japanese wonder, toys. Yeah. A little, little dry on the Japanese side of things. A little dry today. on the Japanese side of things. Actually, I have one more toy that's not Japanese. It's American. And it's from RCA. And it's at shrinkster.com slash 8EI, Echo Indigo. And from RCA... Do, 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 do. I've gone blind. And from RCA, the cell docking system. Now, go with me on this. $150. What this is is a base that you put your cell phone in that couples it to your wireless telephone. So hmm. you come home, you got to charge your phone, right? You got a landline, you got a cell phone. You put the cell phone in the cradle, and now your wireless in-house phone has both lines in it. So now you can receive your landline as per normal, perfectly normal wireless phone. But if you get a call on the cell, you don't have to go get the cell. The mm. same phone you got your landline on now has the cell phone is on it as well. That's kind of cool. While That's your cell neat. phone's charging, it's interesting. So they obviously have to make these particular to different models of cell phones. Yes, they've got different mounts for it. So right. you can hook it up. Neat. But the cool thing about this is like if you've got a regular wireless set of phones with a bunch of different phones throughout the house. Right. You don't have to carry your cell phone with you. Now you room. don't have to carry your cell That's phone. That's right. We need a sponsor so bad. <laughs> Too much work, man. Please, RCA, give us a call. <laughs> Scobble's comatose, Scobble's man. Like Richard, it's all your fault. Sleep. You're he's, putting him out. What's going with All right. I Hang got, in there, man. Somebody, Two more sites. See if he's Two more sites. Yeah, he's alive. Here's the good Japanese Maybe toy. I figured I'd give him a fair shot. All right. Shrieks.com slash eight. Echo Kilo, E-K, from Marantz. Yeah. You got to love Marantz. We like Marantz. This Marantz. is Marantz, Japan. And I haven't translated the site because you don't really need to. This is a super audio CD DVD player. And you might say to me, obviously, you've lost your mind. Big freaking deal. Okay, I'll Ready say for the that. big freaking deal? I was ready to say Right down here. What are those four letters? It's Divix. This player plays DVD Divix. That's cool. That's right. That's very cool. And pick four. So you can use your BitTorrent encoded stuff, rip your own DVDs, drop them into this player, and they will play. That is very cool. It's a big deal. About 400 bucks. Hopefully coming to the United States. It's a big deal because you can, with Divix, you can fit like an entire DVD movie on a CD. Sure. Yeah. The density is much higher. So Marantz, no less. That's the other thing. Yeah. I mean, Marantz making Divix support. Is really going to drive that technology in the Yeah, mainstream. that's cool. I like it. So there's your good toy. Ready for your bad toy? And I picked this one out special for you, Carl. <laughs> Great. Are you ready? Shrinkster.com slash 8 Echo Lima. 8 E L. And the website, of course, in Japanese, called Diet Fur Kake. And their fine diet blue rice. Diet blue rice. That's and, right. And furry kaka, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's the picture. Are you confused? You got to see item number one for that. There you go. That's right. I just uh, love the graphics in this. Explain. Explain. It's a beautiful Please. thing. You think I understand this? I got as far as the blue rice and figured you needed this. So, you know, the only thing I'm thinking, Richard, is you really need to install Japanese fonts on your machine, man. That's going to help matters? Yeah, it does a little bit. And you like the graphics about the exercise and eating sushi? Yep. Graphics are well, great. Well, look. 
It's like that girl's had an MRI. Hmm. You could have white rice, but instead have blue rice. Why is her brain invisible? Like, why is her forehead invisible? You can see her brain. What is that? I don't know. It's the effects of blue rice. It means she's thinking. Yeah. Quite remarkable, isn't it? And there's a graph. I think it's an amazing website. Explains everything. And look how unhappy she is. She's eating white rice and she's dreaming of blue rice. blue rice. (laughs) That's right. And the little blue rice fob attached to her gigantic cell phone. Yeah. I love Japanese sites. They is just blue make me rice happy. maybe a metaphor for something else in Japan? Does that mean like something else? I don't know. Could that be why she's thinking about it so much? So buy yourself some diet furikake, that is blue rice, 24 packages, and receive the blue rice keychain. Okay. I've seen everything now. <laughs> is this the last one Richard that's it we are done it's a show well thanks Richard that was great thank you Mark welcome, thank you Paul. Robert Scoble thank you thanks for having me you he's bet. still alive man he's moving he's still here and you uh well good luck at Google <laughs> <laughs> you still got him fired Carl I don't know why you did this what are you doing to him thanks Ian alright and well thanks to everybody who participated in the show And uh, thanks to everybody listening out there. You have a great week. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.